Shagulala Salami. It's the Shagulala Salami Show. It's a podcast set in a virtual cafe. Um, today is a nice, normal, gloomy, whatever day you would like to make it. It's just, it's not sunny. It's not windy. It's not cold. It's just a nice, chilled out day. I'm under my blanket in my living room in London and my little humans at nursery. So I've just got a few minutes to myself to have my thoughts together. And I'm just enjoying it. Anywho, who have I got here with me today? You have Sai Asad with you today. Hello, Sai. Hello. So I am an author. I've just written my third book, Write Your Book in 24 Hours. I am also a singer and a songwriter. Currently, I can be found singing with very popular reggae artist Kali Butts. And we were actually just in your town, London town, but it was actually last year this time, and I'm ready to come back. And I've just now started a nonprofit. It's called Books for Betterment. I'm very excited about that as well. Right. Okay. That sounds that sounds interesting. Um Right. Well, it is a virtual cafe, so let's start with that. I think I need. I think I need some brain power as well. So, what's your poison? I think I would like to order a gluten-free blueberry bagel with cream, pineapple cream cheese, <laughs> and I would like a Cuban coffee. Okay, perfect. Well, it is, it is it is a virtual cafe. You know, my 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 uh, cafe. You know, would give Star Trek a Star Trek kitchen. You know, a run for its money. So we can get you everything you want. Just repeat that order again. Make sure we get it. I got it correctly. Okay. Yes, I would definitely like a blueberry bagel, a gluten-free blueberry bagel with pineapple cream cheese, and I would like a Cuban coffee. Okay. With extra cumin. <laughs> With extra cumin. Okay, perfect. We just have, you know, we have to put the extra dash of cumin into it. Yeah. Perfect. Anything else to go with that order? No, that will be it. Just a fork and a knife. Okay, perfect. I need, I need some brain power. I think I need some hot chocolate. Right. Okay. So, right. So you do so many things. And like I said, I've not, my brain is lacking, is lacking sugar, is lacking energy. So remind me about all the different things you do again. So I heard musician, reggae musician, and I heard you were in London and you're coming yeah. back to London. Hopefully we were in London last year. We, um, right after Birmingham, we went to London. We went to Brixton. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. And it was so nice. And I can't wait to go back. Where did yes. you go to in Brixton? Um, I'm trying to remember the name. It was, hold on, let me see. I remember the place we performed at. It was, was that the Brixton O2? Let's see. Hold on, let me go back and look. No, it was uh, Electric electric Ballroom. Okay, I know where that is. I know that because yes. I'm from Legendary. South London. So I do. Mm-hmm. I do know um I do know Brixton quite well. That's where I go to get all my food. Yeah, yeah, I did have some good food there. And I went to a really nice museum. I can't remember the name of it. I wish I could. It wasn't far from where we were performing. But In Brixton, uh yeah. um probably the Horniman Museum. 
I'm not sure. I just know that they were having like uh, some type of, um, you know, it was like a dedication to the African influence and um, black music that, you know, was in London. And so we're talking about a lot of, you know, from reggae, jazz, all types of rock, all types of music. So it was really cool. They had the pictures. They had some of them had um, like hip hop artists and it was like really nice. Okay. And I know that it was just a section. It wasn't like that's what the whole museum museum is about, but it was that was the particular, you know, feature at that time. Oh, that was okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So you said you did you say you work with a musician or you're a singer with this musician? Yes. Um I've been with the popular reggae artist Kali Buds for three years now. How'd you spell his name? Because I have to go and Google him. Oh, uh, yeah. If you like radio music, you're going to like him. It's uh, C-O-L-L-I-E, and then the last name is B-U-D-D-Z. Okay. Yeah, he has a um, new single out right now that I'm featured on as well. I did some writing and singing on there, and it's called Love and Reggae. So if you like reggae, you definitely like that. Even if you don't like reggae, I think you'd like that song because it's kind of it's got a nice vibe to it. All right, American Bermudian reggae artist. Mm-hmm. His mom was born in a small Jamaican. That's the thing you like about I like about Google. You can just find out everything about everybody. Yes, and he was raised <laughs> in Bermuda, where his father was born. Ah, Collie mm-hmm. Buds. Okay, I've not heard about him. Um, I I used to like reggae, but um, anyways, let's forget about reggae. So tell me some. <laughs> Yes, let's, let's, let's not get distracted. Um, yeah, so you've written books, did you say? Yes, I've written three books. And uh, the third book, the most recent book, is called Right Ear Book in 24 Hours. Yes, that, I remember you saying that. How can you write a book? What sort of book, like a 100-page or 1,000-word 1, book? Well, that book is just a little bit over 100 pages. And it talks about how to write a book and to write a book in 24 hours if that is what you choose. And I did so, I proved that you could do it by writing that book within 24 hours. And so like each chapter is written as if it is a hour. So there is 24 chapters in the book. And it's, you know, for someone who's a novice that just wants to become an author and is maybe even stuck, has writer's blog, or has written a book, just needs some editing, just needs some tips, just needs to get out of the funk of how can I get from where I am to where I want to be, doesn't know what they want to write about. You know, it's for pretty much anyone. It's not for a man only or a woman only. It's for anyone. Yeah. And yeah, I wrote it because I remember when I wanted to start writing books, well, I've always wanted to write books since I was a little girl, but I made a point to myself last year to just get it done, you know, but with trial and error is how I figured it out. And a lot of times that's how I've had to figure out a lot of things. So I was like, you know, if I can have like a go-to book, you know, not that serious, but very, you know, informational, like just informative and, and, you know, quick to the point. And just like, this is what you need to do. This is how you can do it. It's a lot simpler than you think you know, then I would have been able to probably write my book a lot faster. 
a lot of times people have information and they want to hold it back from you because of maybe fear of competition or, or whatever the case. But I even talk about that in the book that, you know, sometimes competition is good, you know, yeah. because, you know, if there's different authors, you know, then you can say, you can precisely show what's different about you as an author and what you can offer as an author compared to someone else. If there was no one else to compare yourself to, you'd have no, you know what I mean? You'd have no reason as to why you're better or what you offer different. So that's why I teach not to fear competition, not to fear in the book. Um, I talk about not fearing, worrying about, oh, this topic has been talked about before. So, you know, so have all types of topics, but what yours can be different, you know, and what can you add to your story to make it a little different? You know, so I highlight a lot of things that I went through and like how I could have used a guide, you know, showing me and I'm just kind of like, hey, you know, I already bumped my head. So you don't have to you just follow this. So that's why I wrote that book to help people because people will be like, oh, you're an author. I want to write a book. And I remember there was this young girl. I'm not going to say her name. She's on Instagram and she got really uh, viral because she was talking about, um, sex trafficking and how she used to be um you know caught up in that and she got away from it and then she was like really venting online and saying she was pregnant and she just she didn't know what she was gonna do with her life and so i dm'd her and i was just like hey you know i know we don't really know each other that well but if you ever need someone to talk to or maybe i can help you let me know and i was like you know your story is so um it's really amazing how you're even here like you know you should totally write a book and she was like i would love to write a book but I don't know how to. And that is honest to God, what inspired me to write the book about teaching people how to write a book. Because I was like, well, she's where she is. She has this amazing story. She could be changing so many lives, but she doesn't even know how to just take the first step. Yeah. And imagine the amount of people that could be affected by her story, how her life could change from where she is right now. If she just, you know, told what she's been through. Yeah, You know, everyone has a story. I'm not sure everybody's story should be told, but everybody's story <laughs> could be told, you know? And uh, so I just, I wrote that book to uh, tell people. Oh, fabulous. And how did you publish it? Actually, I self-published. Yes. And I'm still in the process. Like I'm still, you know, in the beginning stages myself. I'm a little further than I used to be, but you know, definitely planning on getting further. I would like to ultimately get signed by a major uh, publishing house. However, at the same time, I do kind of like the independence of things because you own everything. You have um, your own say-so, um, how your image and your marketing, your you know how your branding goes out. Um, maybe you want to write in a way where you it's you know grammatically correct, but it has a little bit of your own you know um, language. You know, and, and, and maybe the editor might not like it or feel that it's not proper, but you know that that's the way you speak and that your market would absolutely understand what you mean. So sometimes there's a benefit to being independent. Yeah. So now I have self-published every single book. And in the book, I talk about that, how you can self-publish the benefits of being independent and, you know, the benefits and perks of being with a major house as well. And sometimes what, um, what, well, what I've realized lately, a lot of the publishing houses are kind of falling to, to the, like the record labels. They want to see what people have done on their own, what type of following these authors have on their own before they even invest. You know, 
that's just what everybody's doing these days. You know, they want to see what you've done so far. So they have less work to do on their, you know, their self because you've already built a fan base. Yeah, so, that's why I don't understand working with publishers these days. Because if I'm going to do all the work, you know, right. my, you know, my platform, getting people to know me, and self-publishing is an option, then right. what exactly is the advantage? What is a publisher bringing to the table? I still right. have to be able to answer, get a logical answer mm-hmm. to that question. Someone said to me, it's just the, um, what's the word now? Um, it's just the ego of saying I'm with a publisher. Like I can't find uh-huh. you know, but other uh-huh. than that, there really isn't because if they were coming and they were giving you some advance, you know, maybe a six figure advance, mm-hmm. um, do all the promotion so you just sit back and let them earn their money then that would be a different mm-hmm. kettle of fish but now they want you to go out there and do more work and so if you're going to do work with a publisher and or if you're going to do work when you're, you're with you know working by yourself then why do you want to give percentages away for someone when you're going to do all the work i still just it's not really mm-hmm. sense to me so that's why i'm still a big advocate for self-publishing right um i would say I am definitely like 75, 25. And the reason I say that is because I can relate on uh, on the music side as well. I see a strong benefit of being independent. There are so many artists that go crazy. They, they look like they have money and then they're really poor and they're signed because they're just on a shelf or because they've signed this major deal, but their, their money that they got up front is actually the money that's being used for everything you know, regarding their, the videos, the studio time, and they can only work at this particular studio, which is ridiculously expensive. And they can only work with these musicians that are ridiculously expensive, you know? So it's like they come out and they're in debt. They walked in with a dream and they came out with debt. So I, I, I understand the negative side of sometimes signing this major deal. It looks really nice. Like you said, you have the ego of saying, oh, yes, I'm signed to blah, 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 blah. Okay. But when you go home and you flip your light on, the light's off, but you're signed. So what does it mean, you know? But there is a perk as well because sometimes just playing the part will get you in a certain door. Just being able to say you are associated with something can, you know, oh, okay, well, we'll welcome you in here. So I I see the pros and the cons. Uh, But I agree. Like, if I'm putting in all of the footwork, I'm out there branding myself. I'm out there, you know, networking and trying to get on these panels and everything and I'm, I'm doing the hard work. How, how am I benefiting unless I'm getting this major, like you say, you know, um, advance. And I don't really know of too many authors that are getting these huge advances um, these days. I mean, you know, like I said, a lot of times they want to see what authors have done on their own. And so that's why I think if you do go independent, it will be a little harder, but the reward is more worthwhile, you know, and you keep 100% of everything that you've put forward. But if you do not um, have any good PR or you're not good in marketing or you're, or you're not good in talking at all, you just want to do the writing, you don't want to have to go do those things, well, it might get a little difficult. And I, I don't have any issues talking to people, but I'm realizing that I have these great uh, resources, my books, you know, they're they're comic relief, they're, you know, inspirational, they're motivational. I have all of this that I'm trying to give to people, but if no one knows about it, then what is the point, you know? So I myself have to push myself harder to, like, to, to be my biggest, like, um, spokesman, you know? I have to myself go out and say, oh, by the way, 
and that's what I'm getting used to do. You know, I have to make sure I let everyone know that I'm me. I'm an author. You can find my book here. You know, this, that, and the third. And it's all a process, but I'm I'm enjoying the, you know the journey so far. Fabulous, fabulous. You know, I mean, I think that's the best thing to to actually enjoy. You know, the process of, and you know enjoy what you're doing because if you don't enjoy it, then it's kind of like it just feels like you're being punished. So enjoyment mm-hmm. is a good thing. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what have you learned from self-publishing your three books? What have I learned from self-publishing? You know what? The same thing I learned from putting out anything independent that I've done, whether it be music, whether it be when I started my own boutique when I was younger, you know, like it's going to require you. No one is going to be there trying to wake you up to say, you know, you need to get up, you know, you need to finish this, you know, you need to do this. If you want something, you're going to have to do it. Yes, there are perks. But you're not going to see them unless you put in, you know, the hard work. Self-publishing is, for me, it's very rewarding because I feel like I don't have to worry about when I could get something turned in. If I want it turned in, it's up to me. A lot of times, you know what I mean? So you don't have to worry about, okay, well, I've turned in everything. Now I have this three-month waiting you know, the hurry up and wait thing, you know, I don't have to wait on that. If I want my book to come out next month, guess what? I can do that. You know, if I want um, my art to look like this, I don't have to get it approved. I can do that. I can make it look and be whatever it wants. I can get all of these thoughts out of my mind and into a tangible thing. And I think that's beautiful. Like that's so rewarding for me. Like this independent, wave that's going on with music and 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 film and you know with publishing i think it's actually something that a lot of people could have benefited from in the past you know some people they die with their dreams you know like they oh i wrote this manuscript i just never knew how to get it from here to here or you know i i didn't have the money or nobody believed in me so i didn't have the money for printing or i didn't have you know for for maybe a couple hundred dollars max, you know, you can have what you envision in your mind become a tangible item. Yeah. And that's, I think that's priceless. And that means that the common man could tell his story, his or her story, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So just remind everybody again, what are the um, titles of your three books? So I know the Mm -hmm. first one is, how to write a book in 24 hours? Is that correct? Yeah, that's the most recent one. That's the third one. Okay. Okay. So the second one that I wrote uh, last year is called Saying Yes to No, Learning the Power of No. And that book is, you know, it's about communication and, you know, learning that you do not have to be a yes man. I mean, maybe that's what your job entails. I don't know. But, you know. Like you really, it's okay to say no. I grew up feeling like I had to be very um, pleasing to everyone. And you can't please everyone. And soon enough, if you're constantly saying yes to this person, yes, you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, like you're so overwhelmed. You've never said yes to yourself, you know, and no one's taking the time to realize that you're not focusing on yourself, but you're being everything for everyone. And that can drive you crazy. And so, uh, I also talk about, you know, the good and bad of no, whether that be, you know, 
saying no against something, standing up and being like, no, this is not acceptable, going out there and voting, going out there and, you know, um, using your, your, your voice, you know, and then I talk about not being afraid to say no, to say, you know what, I need this time for me. Sometimes you, you feel bad taking time to invest in yourself because you're like, oh, well, you know, my kids need this, my husband needs this, or my wife needs this, and I really would like to take this course, but, you know, I got to I gotta make sure that, you know, we can go on this vacation or we can go do this. And sometimes you just need to say, you know what, no, I need this for me. And it's not always selfish to say that. Sometimes you have to be self-consumed. So, yeah. I, you know, the book is about, you know, communicating your true thoughts and also knowing that that word no, you know, is, is not something to always shy away from. Not always just use it just because you can, like, you know, can you help me? No, you know, not, really, not just like that, but, you know, not being afraid to say, to really evaluate the situation and, and say, well, can I even do this? Because if you say yes, and then you don't come through, you know, you're going to be looked at worse than if you had just said no, or maybe not right now. So that's yeah. what that book talks about. And then the first book um, that I wrote last year as well, because I wrote two books in one year, um, is called A Swan Among Ducks. And that book is slightly, I would say like maybe 25% about me and my journey as to finding myself. And I would say that the rest of the book is is about just self-awareness and loving yourself. And I know this sounds so cheesy and corny, but no, it really is because once you realize that there's only you, you know, like there's only you that's just like you and it doesn't matter what so-and-so has or what you don't have. There is something that you have that they don't have that can be used to your advantage. You know, there's, there might be something that's considered a quirk or a little different, but that could be the same thing that benefits you. You know, like that same, I talk about like, you know, how, um, you know, everyone has their different beliefs or whatever, but um, in the story of um, Moses, it talks about, you know, how he was used to go get his people. Okay, well, he had a speech impediment, but that didn't stop him. So it's like, okay, well, why would someone with a speech impediment being, you know, told to go and speak in front of all these people and be like, yeah, this is what, because it doesn't matter. That's, that's not always a factor when you have a mission on your life. And that same thing that you shied away from might be the same thing that actually benefits you and the lives of others. So if you stand out a little bit, that's probably a good thing. Maybe not initially because kids can be cruel, but, you know, um, it basically is saying a swan among ducks. A swan would think it's ugly and, and just weird and, you know, just not, it doesn't fit in. If it's only seeing ducks around it, you know, it looks similar, but it's different. Yeah. You know, so it's like, it's, it's in the bird family, but it's, it's like, hey, I, they look different than me. I don't look like them. That's yeah. okay. You know, so if you were around swans, you'd realize, oh, so there's really nothing wrong with me. I just needed to find my tribe. Okay, yeah. so all I needed to do was step into who I am, and then other people would be like, yo, I'm like that too. We're over here, hey. You know, like, <laughs> over here, we need you. You know, so, but then I talk about how you're being different around people that don't look like you can be beneficial too. Because what could you bring to the mix if 
you know, everyone else has the same thought process. You're a swan surrounded by ducks. Well, maybe all of the ducks think like this, but you think like this. So maybe that can give them something to, you know, apply to their life. So I just talk about basically how you can use exactly who you are. You don't have to be any different unless you feel like you need to do some, you know, some self-development and things like that. But you can be exactly who God made you and you can, you know, be great, you yeah. know, and that's, yeah. and that's fine. Just, just as you are, yeah. you know, you, you can be used. The least of these can be used, you know, and only the least of these is actually pretty great. You just got to step into it. So that's what that book is about. And that's called A Swan Among Ducks. So the first book I ever wrote, A Swan Among Ducks. Second book, Saying Yes to No, Learning the Power of No. Third book, Write Your Book in 24 Hours. Fabulous, fabulous. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. We've come to that point where I have to kick you out because I kick everyone out. Okay, well, I, I enjoyed my time in my day. It was delicious in my... I know, gluten-free. absolutely divine. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to have nightmares about it because you were very specific. Gluten-free blueberry bagel with yes. pineapple cream cheese. Oh, absolutely. You got to try it, Linda. <laughs> you got to try it. It's amazing. Well, I'm quite boring, though, because I only ever have plain bagels. I just think that I cannot let any other flavor overpower the taste of the bagel, right? It's I see what you mean. Bagel and butter. Real butter, oh, yeah. margarine, real butter, oh, yeah. so that it just soaks into it and you just get it. And I don't do flavored or texture. No, I'm just yeah. plain bagel. No, I understand, you know, but you know, this was a treat. And so that was like my treat. So I was like, well, if I'm going to have something that I never really have all the time, let me have that. So sitting with you was a treat and that's why I have my treat. <laughs> fabulous, fabulous. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show and maybe we'll see you again sometime in future. Hopefully soon. Well, everybody, we've come to the end of today's episode of the Shagilola Salami Show, and I hope to catch you again very soon. Bye now.